Okay, let me get some water. Bitch, oh, I shit. just fucking right, pushed well, record. You know, oh, here we go. Listen. Welcome to Adventures in Roomating, Roommate Pod. I'm Keith Batista. That's Keith Batista. I'm Megan Tonjas. This is a show where we're a couple of friends. Margo's very upset right now. She's getting out of her bed. Margo, come back. Don't do it, Margo. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, I bought sage the other day, girl. I got to sage the house, girl. You did give... Oh, yeah, you did give me some sage, girl. Did we not talk about it? I mean, I don't even know if that episode came out on my birthday. Who the fuck knows, girl? The order is all fucked up. Um, Keith, I think we did. Keith bought me a little um, 101 witch kit um, for when I, when I came back. It's got... It's got crystals, it's got little stones, it's got sage in it. It's real cute, girl. You're got some sort of ch- uh, ch- chakra oil. Got some chakra oil. So cute. Really getting to the heart of my soul, girl. I don't trust you with you know, this drink near me. I don't believe in it, but it doesn't mean I can't buy someone a present. That's true, girl. Love it. I know exactly what I'm going to buy you for your birthday. I just had a flash of it. Oh, shit. It's coming soon, girl. It's less than a month now. That's true. Oh, no. Fuck. A month from tomorrow. Holy shit, girl. Wow. I'll be 3-5. Damn. I can be president. How was 34, girl? It was good. Yeah? It was all right. I still got a year until I get that. Yeah, you just turned 34. I just turned 33. You just turned 33? Yeah. You young child. God, you have so much to learn still. <laughs> I'll be foam rolling by 35, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Well, I've always wanted to be more, you know, uh, active. Yeah. And so I feel like yoga and foam rolling is a small step. And you're like vegan now, girl. You're a whole other person. How did it happen? You know, mostly vegan. How did it happen, girl? I don't know, girl. Oh, I just remembered the curry I got last night was so good. Yeah, girl. Um, Oh, what did you put on last night? Oh, uh, Megan, <laughs> when Megan has decided it's time for her to relinquish the controller. Yeah. Um, then I really do relinquish because. I know. Yeah. I know I can put on anything. Because I'm about to go to bed. <laughs> and so she was, of course, on her phone. So I was like, let me see if she's noticed what this shit is. And I put on Lord of the fucking Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. You started it. And I go, it was like, it was starting off and I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Because you were just, in. You were and in. And then I just heard the voices because it's you like heard darkness. heard the voiceover. Right? And I was like, what is this fucking it's like language? poetic kind and of. And then I, I heard Kate Blanchett's voice and I said, <laughs> is this fucking Lord of the Rings? And then yep. I was like, da da da. <laughs> like, like a second before Literally. the and, titles uh, came up. And then I tweeted out, fuck Lord of the Rings. And then yeah, people, how'd that go, girl? people responded, oh, let's look. <laughs> I love the Pikachu. Oh, yeah. They sent me that Pikachu where he's got like sh- the, the mouth open. Yeah. Um, Let me go to your fucking Twitter (laughs) Fuck Lord of the Rings It got 156 likes Killing it Oh god Jared Oman said Fuck you Um, (laughs) Jackie Ines said LMAO why And I said I'm bored (laughs) Oh then we found out You are an edgelord Oh we found out I'm an edgelord Apparently (laughs) I didn't even understand What that was I mean I guess I'm an edgelord Well you said I was an edgelord light yeah, I mean, you ain't like... Because I'm not out here talking about, like, fucking Nazis and fascism. I'm just no, talking... No, I'm just, you just I'm just like, you just fucking with fandom, girl. Ooh, you, I love... <laughs> For the fun of it, because you bitch. don't give a shit. You don't care at all. But the thing is, I don't care at all because I care the most. You know what I'm saying? Like, I That love, makes no sense. It does, because I love fandom, 
in certain ways. I, yeah, and I, you like shitting on people's love of I, things. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen. Because you know what I it's was, like to be shat upon. I was writing fan fiction. I was doing fan videos. I was like, I like how some people in, called me out, being like, "What? What's, what's Keith doing yeah, here?" Yeah, a few people knew. They knew that I wouldn't just have did that. Keith trying to make you watch. Yeah, exactly. What did Keith do? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They knew. They knew. Um, so many gifts people sent me <laughs> on following. Oh for man, those. Michael Scott just like walking away. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. People going. <laughs> I would say it's mostly negative. Oh, I I did see I didn't see that as negative. <laughs> Someone, <laughs> it's from the the that fucking movie that made me cry. I also then retweeted What do you want? I also retweeted Jared and then I said fuck Gandalf. So Ooh. I looked at Keith and Come I on. said Oh yeah. Mm-mm. I said, I think I'm gonna tweet fuck Gandalf and Keith was like I was like, ooh. He looked down and I was like, wait, I can't? Is he <laughs> beloved? And Keith was just like, I don't, I don't know about I that. Just, there may be other characters I don't, I don't that know, are safer I don't bets know to shit that. on. I don't know about that one. And, uh, and then I did it because <laughs> I like that kind of fear, girl. <laughs> I like that kind of reaction. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, girl. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, well, I mean, I also, I, there are a lot of things about fandom that I <laughs> wow, hate. Wow, edgelord. <laughs> there are a lot of things about fandom that I hate, but I I love, this is a thing, all the things, and the, oh, and then someone said to me, fuck Buffy, and I said, yeah, fuck Buffy, like. And he said, I agree, I'm here for faith. I agree, I'm here for faith. Um, there's nothing you're going to say about something that I love that's going to really affect me that much because I know what I know. And that's that season three of Buffy is the best goddamn season. And Faith is great. So you can all go fuck yourselves. You can take every other character. Take them. Don't give a shit because I've already read the best fan fiction about it. And I already have the characters in my mind. And whatever you do, you do. Here's the thing with you, too. I feel like... <laughs> Tell me about myself. Regardless. So and so what you're doing is like you you have no... You you don't even think about Lord of the Rings. Nah. It's not that you hate it. It's oh, like no. it doesn't even exist until it's brought up right true so like you really don't give a shit you just were stirring the pot whatever <laughs> with that tweet and then someone tried to be like well i'm gonna show her yeah i'm gonna fuck i'm gonna shit on her fan yeah they did uh, with buffy yeah yeah correct uh but the thing about megan is that she doesn't love anything enough <laughs> <laughs> to somehow be like well you know <laughs> i love it but fuck you and i don't give a shit like she'll still be like i'll burn it all to prove a i'll point. burn everything i love <laughs> just to make a point <laughs> Because I'm trying to think in my head now. It's like, what would Megan... Yeah, what would you say? There's nothing that I think... Even if you do love it, you would still be like, eh, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. you still wouldn't give that... Because you know what? I don't value your opinion about the things that I love. So it doesn't matter if someone's like, fuck Buffy. But the, I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't you say fine. you are... Or maybe you're not, but like a proponent of the idea of like, shh, let people enjoy things? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So let people enjoy Lord of the Rings. Well, I, they can, but <laughs> and you can, but you decided to scroll down my timeline, and right now I'm not enjoying Lord that's of the true, Rings. That's very so true. I don't think, but you know what? I'm teaching them a lesson. Consider All the, I'm going to say, guys, consider the source is that she does not like Frodo's face. I he makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> or what the actors? I don't like any name? of the hobbits. Oh, the hobbits are fine. You okay. liked the old dude when he was getting a little emotional. No, I felt bad because he, he was like a little baby. Yeah, a little baby human. A little hobbit. He's a hobbit. There's something about Elijah Wood's face that's just like, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And he looks like a, like a baby angel on the Sistine Chapel. Yeah. But it makes me uncomfortable. 
You know, it's like, I think Elijah Wood's been alive for 300 years. You know, like he is Claudia, you know, like he is a baby vampire. I'm sure he's yeah, a very, it's true. he doesn't sure age, girl. Sure he's he's, he's very looked the same man. since he was a child. He literally, <laughs> he looks the same, girl. And, uh, you know. Does he do anything? I feel like he hasn't done much. He probably made so much money. He's just living in Los Angeles doing like, I don't know, UCB or some shit. I don't fucking know. Yeah, he's probably just living on his, resting on his laurels. He's probably like, re, he maybe he does some background shit. Maybe he's like producing stuff. Wasn't he on that show with like the weird puppet or whatever? Oh, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he had like a, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It wasn't a puppet. It was like a life-size dog. Oh, yeah. That uh, he would talk to and would talk to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was on Fred? some shit. Was it called Fred? Yeah, maybe. Anyway, enough about Elijah Wood's face. That was a pretty good show. Um, I'm enjoying it. You know, I just, there are things, I also, but here's the thing I've realized by myself. Vigo Mortensen was kind of sexy. Come on. A little bit. I'm not a Vigo person. I'm not, I mean, I like him, but you know. I mean, I get it, but I'm like good. (laughs) Um, Though, you know what, girl, we started watching Alias recently. Mm -hmm. And when I used to watch Alias, I used to be like, well, first of all, fuck Will, um, Bradley Hooper's character. I'm like over it. But it's mostly I was like, fuck Will, because I wanted Sydney and Vaughn together. Mm-hmm, yeah. And he was disrupting my, ha- you know, he was disrupting my happiness. Right. Yeah. In the words of 58 year old man from 90 Day Fiance. Mm-hmm. Hurting my happiness. Right. Um, and I was young enough to be like, listen, this love triangle, it hurts. I just want the people that I want to be together. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we were watching it, I was like, well, Victor Garber. Daddy over Who's here. Victor Garber? Her dad. Oh, it is her actual dad. I'm and sorry, I, I'm sorry. And I remember thinking, oh, Victor Garber when I was younger. But now I'm like, ooh. Dude, that first scene where her he's fiance. sexy. Or her boyfriend asks the oh, permission to marry and her. And he's like, and he's he like that gets... tells me you don't know anything about Sydney at all because she doesn't value my opinion, but welcome to the family. <laughs> yeah, it just cuts right fucking He's like, it. oh yeah, he was like, he was like, so I don't, know if this is, I don't know if this is going to be a quaint little story that you tell for your friends, and, but he just wanted the whole thing. And then he, um, girl, you know how I, I know that I've definitely, I love Daily so much, I definitely watched that with director's commentary because when that scene happened, I thought, I definitely have heard whoever wrote this show or whoever was on this show talking about how they just had painted that hallway for this scene mm. and everything was still wet. Oh, wow. Like, I remember that. Yeah, so yeah. I used to be super into that show. Then there was a time jump. We know oh, time how... is in time jumps. I feel like it's a betrayal of me. Ooh, God, I, I, anytime you bring this up, I always think of the Battlestar Galactica. And that's when I stopped jump. watching the show, really, and enjoying it. Um, that was when it lost me. I mean, I, I soldiered through. But I don't remember much about I have I don't remember much much about Battlestar Galactica to be fair. Yeah, they were Cylons and not Cylons. And yeah, they were fucking each other. It's, like, it's a lot. It's stressful. Some weird religious themes. Yeah. Although I did very much enjoy that show. I remember enjoying it. The acting was really good. I love good Adama? acting. Ooh, Adama. Alias also the last great thing Jennifer Garner did. The uh, only great thing Jennifer I was going to say, what did. other great thing has Jennifer Garner done? I couldn't tell you. Juno and was good. we can fight about it, I guess, if we have to online, because I'm an edgelord now. So <laughs> <laughs> we can do whatever we need to do. Oh, God um, damn it. We can fight in this crevasse, bitch. We can do whatever we need to do. But um, there's something about that show <laughs> where it's like, there's so much happening that I don't understand. It's like, uh, like on Scandal, where they're talking so much about stuff, and I'm like, I don't understand that system well enough to understand what they're doing, but I'm just trying to pick up the information to act like I do. Alias is one of the things where they're talking about, like, covert ops in different countries, and like, there's like a historical element, but there's also these characters that are, they're just giving so much information, I'm like, 
No idea. And there's time, there's okay. definitely points in a show where it feels like 20 minutes of like a nonstop. Go, 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 go. Like the music is super. Oh, the music's so pumping. nuts. There's like, you know, it's, it's a spy show. It so it's is. got that fun sort of like, you know, briefcase swaps <laughs> and like handing off, handoffs. <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> Hacking into the fucking <laughs> thing and like making sure the camera doesn't go on. Yeah. It's stressful, bitch. If you want your heart rate to go up, <laughs> fucking watch an episode of Alias while you're like jogging in place. And she's got to fight some shit. She was got to fight some bitches, but she's so good she's on athletic. that show. She's Very always athletic. crying. Uh, it's great. It's perfect. She knows how to cry and stop crying. It's a fun instantly. role too because she gets to pretend to be she's other people. So many people. That it's one scene so where smart. she pretends to cry, but then like immediately yeah. turns it off. I'm like, ooh, all right, girl. That was the great thing about Dollhouse. It's like you have mm. a character. You have actors that have their character, but then they get to play and do all these other things, and it's mm. so much fun. To watch she was so good on that show and all the actors are so good in that show and then i don't know what the fuck she's been doing since but hmm. apparently she's on that like camping show now with david tennant and i love david tennant so it's like part of the fangirl me wants to just be like yes but then i don't know maybe i'll try it should we dive into some questions girl yeah girl this when some people are like what is your podcast about i'm like what isn't it about we just talked about, about life alias and now we're going into some questions that people sent in where can people send us questions, peeps? They can email us at roommatepod at gmail.com. Where else can they also submit a question? Oh, our website that I still haven't fixed yet, but by the time this is up, it'll be fixed. Is roommatepod.com? Roommatepod.com. I don't know. It's adventuresinroommating.com. Oh, I think there was... Um, yeah. I got to fix it. Oh, that. shit. Yeah. I don't know what happened. We still got some... Uh, oh, these must be DMs. Sliding in. Did you see Priyanka... Chopra and Nick Jonas. It still feels like a weird. Got married, and I think he slid into her DMs. Isn't oh, that how they shit. met? Is that how it works? I think he was like, "Hey, what's up?" Wow. <laughs> and now they had an extravagant ass wedding. And can I say that Italy? I slide into DMs. Well, I don't slide into DMs constantly, but I have <laughs> slid into DMs. I thought you could make a huge confession. <laughs> <laughs> I slide I, into DMs constantly. I just send my phone number out to I am random hot desperate. dudes. Yeah, no, I don't. No, but what I've realized is that I am definitely not someone who. I mean, even from the Thanksgiving story, right? I'm not someone who's like, oh my god, does he like me? Is he gonna? I'm like, oh my god, does he like me? Are we gonna make out or what? Like, yeah. I, I'm very like, we gonna, we gonna kiss? What are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. So I've definitely met people from probably being very forward in a DM. What are you doing? You hear music? Yeah. I do. Yeah, girl. I know that song. Anyway, sorry, guys. All right, well. All right, first question. Yes, first question. Subject is, should I back off? Probably. Or try again? Uh, well, you're probably going to try again. You probably already this have. Be good. Let's this go. Be good. Let's go. I don't know if it's going to be good, actually. You we'll don't see. know. Dear podcast parents and precious baby Margo. Okay. I am in need of some advice about a possible yet probably unlikely friendship. I suspect you don't want it to be a friendship. Uh, yep. Backstory. For the last three years, I have been attending college. Mm. I was doing media and then art. I met a tutor who I had a real connection with. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had very similar experiences in life, and I often sum to her about my troubles. Okay, so you turned a tutor into a friend. Um, jump forward now, and I have... Now, I'm sorry. Jump forward to now, and I have now got a job at the college. Okay. I've reached out to my former tutor to see if a conversation would start, but that hasn't been the case. Okay. 
Should I back off and accept the fact that I'm always going to be a former student and never a friend? Or try and talk to her again? Thank you for any advice you might have from a loyal BB. <laughs> Girl, you got to back the fuck off. I think that... Hmm. My, why, question, why you, my question is, why are you so hyper-focused on this one person yep. being your friend? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if you had other relationships and friendships that you were focused on, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. I don't... This is the thing. I think sometimes we try to... Sounds like a crush. Sounds a little bit like a crush. A friend crush, maybe. But mm-hmm, like, it, mm-hmm. I think sometimes we want to force things into a box, right? So it's like, we're either you're my tutor or we are best friends. And there's no like space to just be like, this is someone who's my tutor. We had a good back and forth, but I might not necessarily be someone that they, it's not even a judgment on me. It's just, they have a whole life outside of this job that they did. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, I used to go back sometimes to visit teachers at school, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would like say hi to them, and it was cool. But I never was one of those kids that stayed behind and was like, "I need to be best friends with everyone now that I'm out of school. I need to come back to classes all the time." Yeah, like they no. just can't fucking let it go. I'm good. There's something really beautiful about having this like, cool. We had this thing. We had this moment together. You're a good person. Maybe we're friends on Facebook or something. I send you a Christmas card, and just like, not smothering it with this desire to make it a more intense friendship than it was. I think this person was being friendly and they got along with you and whatever. Um, but I would also even, I mean, I don't know if there's any romantic interest involved here. It does seem, you know, just mm. it, it specifically says friend. Yeah, true. Um, but still, I think, um, well, I totally lost my train of thought. Wow. Last three years, we're doing media. Um, conversation would start, but then it's not been the case. Should I back off and accept the fact I'm always going to be... Oh, so yeah, former student. That's the thing. I, I mean, I, I almost feel like even in the day and age we're in now, there is this sort of maybe anxiety on the part of the tutor... Oh, yeah, to cross to, the line. To, to do anything that could be... I mean, oh. even if it's not inappropriate, uh, there's probably a fear... Agree. Uh, ...from the tutor to be like, I shouldn't... Interact with someone yeah. in a I just don't, more private way. I wouldn't take it as like they don't like me or I'm not whatever. I would take it as a, either they're really busy and they have a life that doesn't involve me and so it's not to that level. Or it legitimately is a, you know what, this is cool, but I don't want to cross any boundaries because this is my job and that's how we met and that's just how they feel, which is very possible. And also, yeah, I mean, as a tutor, you know, that was your job. It yeah. wasn't... A place for friends. And while you may have felt a connection with this person, they may have only looked at you as, you know, a, a, a condition of their employment for their job, not yeah. necessarily that a, they got along with. a person to develop, yeah, a, a relationship outside of the, the conditions in which you met, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Why did this, I'm <clears> trying <throat> to fix our website as we're going through this. I was so. going to say, I just got an email saying Squarespace account yeah. has a new password. Fix now. Okay, so that was a short, sweet, and simple one. Okay. I'm going to move on to this next one. Okay. Also, in all caps, the subject is, I don't know how to fall in love. Dot, dot, dot. That's the first fucking problem. Got ellipses. Followed by the phrase, because I'm gay? Uh, Wait, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love throwing curveballs at you, girl. (laughs) I don't know how to fall in love, dot, 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 because I'm gay. All right. Let's dive into this one here. Dear Queen Megan, and I'm from the UK, so Queen means a lot here. King Keith. Wow. That's right, bitch. 
and the gorgeous Margot. Damn, no title of royalty for Margot. Wow. No well, duchess. No duchess well, for Margot. That's why you can't fall in love. No princess Margot. That's why you can't fall in love. Uh, <laughs> well, we answered the question. <laughs> Sorry about the clickbait title. Girls gotta do what girls gotta do. Well, that's the first fucking... Ooh, it's okay. I'm just taking this all in. <laughs> I'm just taking it all in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just taking it all in. Oh, girl. I love when you know people what? are about to say some this shit, but then they fucking... think better of it. Like, I can't oh, tell <laughs> either this is a water sign or this is a Leo. So I'm in my early 20s, mm-hmm. and I've never really been in a relationship. I've dated guys. in my early 30s, and I've never really been in a relationship. Welcome. I've dated guys a bit, slept with guys a fair bit, and fancied guys occasionally. And in the past, I think I've also fancied two girls. Okay. Uh, I had sort of realized I'm bisexual, but an opportunity to date a girl had never really presented itself. Mm -hmm. So I've never really, quote, come out to anyone. Uh, For the past year, I... I haven't fancied anyone I've dated, and I was starting to think maybe I would never have a crush again. Oh, been there. Um, Then I met this girl at work. Mm -hmm. I thought she was cute, but never said anything. Uh, Then she asked me out. Ooh, okay. That's the fucking best. Oh, so good. Uh, How'd you fuck it up? When we, yeah, we haven't gotten there. We're only halfway (laughs) through this, guys. We've been messaging back and forth, and we're meeting up next week. But I can already feel myself overthinking everything. Mm. Like, is the reason I've not really fancied anyone in a couple of (sighs) years because I'm gay but hadn't realized it? Is this why I've never dated anyone properly? Does this mean I now need to come out to people? How do I just take things as they come without coming across as a weirdo to this new girl? You should definitely put all of this onto this new potentially good situation that just wants to fucking breathe. Also, Sounds great. Last sentence. Also, regardless of gender, how do I actually date someone I like? I f- feel like a lost teenager again. What the fuck <laughs> am I doing? Help. Oh, I think you just. I think you just you really like this person. I think you're just have an appropriate amount of anxiety for a, an upcoming date, especially mm-hmm. in this circumstances in which you haven't really even dated yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. women or, or, you know, people outside of your, your standard dates prior. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is totally normal. I don't, I, I think you're just, you know, nervous, anxious and, and, uh, yeah, these are all normal thoughts to have. And you got to journal this shit out. I think because it's never going to go away. It's yeah. <laughs> well, well, it will I go mean, away, but you know, I think that like right now you're in a space where you're, you're like, oh my, oh my God, awful. how does the fact that this is, this, it hasn't even happened yet. And you're already like, what does this say about everything I've been doing for the past few years? Is this why I've never found love? I would just say focus on just going on this date and hanging out with this person and seeing where it goes. Because it might not be this like big romantic thing. It might just end up being a friend. But like this is good practice. You now know that you can feel crushes for people. And I would say don't... D- it's good to be aware of like why you've done certain things in a certain way and like maybe what's reflected in a certain way when you're looking at your past. But I wouldn't let like all of a sudden having a crush on this person and going on a date all of a sudden reflect on everything that you've done and be like, is this what I've never been happy in anything. Mm. You're, you're giving it too much power. I think just feel it out, you know, literally and figuratively. Well, let me go through your questions here. Um, okay. Like is the reason I've not really fancied anyone in a couple of years because I'm gay, but hadn't realized it. I mean, I mean, it could I be just you haven't know. met someone that you fancied, yeah. right? Like, I feel like there's been years where 
I would date girls and like and and you meet them, like but them, like, but it's not like nothing that was ever incredible. like incredible or thrilling to me. Yeah, up until recently. Gross, but, um, gross, gross. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think I don't think that's has anything to do with you being gay or not. Um, yeah, just the people that weren't inspiring you weren't coming along. So unless you feel like what what you're saying is that you were focusing on men, but realize you know didn't even realize that you probably should have been focusing on women. But you know, possibly now you're exploring that now. So good. I think that's one of those things that's going to come as you continue dating and see where you kind of fall and like how you feel, and that might affect how you look at past stuff that you did. But I wouldn't be like, oh my god, am I supposed to come out as this instead of this now? I would just. Try to date this person and see where it goes first. <laughs> she says, does this mean I now need to come out to people? I don't think so. You don't need to do anything that you don't want to I do. Mean, you're going to be seen in public if you go on a date, but I don't yeah. imagine anybody who knows is going to I mean, see I would you. also be aware that like that might be an issue for the person that you date. If they're mm. like, I'm out and I'm whatever mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't, they see you as maybe potentially being in the closet. I think that does cause a rift between sometimes people where they're like, I don't, Sometimes someone that's so far along in their journey looks at that and is like, I don't want to go back in the closet. Mm-hmm. So if this is going to be a situation where like, I'm just your friend at everything, mm-hmm. but we're fully in a relationship, that's something that you're going to have to figure out how comfortable you are. And if that would change if you were with a man or a woman. But um, again, those are things that you deal with when you're in it. But I don't know. I mean, I, ultimately, I feel like this is, I mean, you're young. This True. is the time to date and like figure yourself out and explore. and Yeah. I mean, not that it's a bad time on any other time, but oh, still, yeah. it it's like... it keeps happening. It keeps happening. You know, I think, yeah, it's normal to be anxious. And uh, yeah. I, I, I always tell myself whenever I go on a date, because I also have these crazy thoughts, too, back when I'm dating, is that I just know that the moment I say hello and I sit down is usually the moment where it all kind of gets easier, mm. like on the actual date. Leading up to that point, I'm a nervous wreck. I have a slight case of IBS, so sometimes I would pop half an emodium before dates just so I don't accidentally have to like run to the bathroom or something. Like mm. this is how bad I would get anxiety. Yeah, yeah. On my dates, um, or prior to the date. I just rather fuck you first, and then like we can. Figure- <laughs> well, you know, we all have our our journeys. You know, one of to- us is in a relationship, and one of us is not. <laughs> so you can. <laughs> you know, it depends on what you're looking for and what yeah, you want. It's whatever. Sometimes you touch a little dick in the alley, and then you know, whatever happens touch a little dick in the alley touch, i mean it wasn't a little it wasn't a little dick it's it a big size, dick it's a sizable dick all right girl anything else to add to that i mean i think that yeah, yeah i think you're right i think that i know that's the first time i've ever said that <laughs> you're as right as you can be you watch Lord um, of the rings too at some point yeah. fuck you, you bitch in, I, you in, you in, I was not i was talking shit the whole you time it was cute? i said what is this windows desktop was, was nice. what is this windows desktop background when that little doors. bitch falls through the water nah <laughs> um I think that, yeah, these are anxieties you're going to feel probably before you go into anything. And I would just go, relax, have fun. This person obviously likes you. They asked you out. And just trust in that. And, you know, listen, you never know how it's going to go and, and what you're going to end up being to each other. But these questions being raised in your mind are just things that you're going to have to answer for yourself at some point. And this is just the beginning of that journey. I think that don't stress out too much about being in your early 20s and needing to, like, what do I tell people and what am I and blah, blah, blah. Just meet people and, and love them or don't. And that's it. Hmm. Next question. Next question. All right. So this is the subject. SOS, I don't know how to feel anything. Oh, God. You ready for this one, girl? Yes. Is your body ready? It's ready. My back already hurts thinking about it. <laughs> Here we go. Hello, Mother Megan. Wow. Lord Keith. Wow. 
and Empress Margot. Wow. Those are pretty great titles. Those are pretty good. I'm a longtime fan of the podcast ever since I found Megan. Spelled your name wrong. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to get high while you're reading this question. Actually, interesting. The first time they spelled your name, it was correct. Second time, incorrect. Yeah. Okay. I'm a longtime fan of the podcast ever since I found Megan on an episode of Not Too Deep. Mm, What's Oh, shit. Grace. Is that bitch in L.A. still? I think so. I like being secret friends with people. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one knows. Uh, well, it, not that anyone doesn't know, but... If this is hard to read or is grammatically incorrect, I am sorry because I am practically illiterate. Well, I mean, you're doing great so far. So I am a 17-year-old male teen... What up, 17-year-old male team? Wow, our demo is growing. And to make a long story short, I have, I have suppressed any type of emotion. Healthy. Ooh, this is interesting. Healthy. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Okay, all right, all right. I'm hey. interested to know why we've suppressed emotion. It all started back when I was in sixth grade slash 11 years old. What a horrible fucking time in everyone's life. That is the worst. That sixth is the, through eight was sixth the worst. Sixth grade is fucking awful. And if you didn't have an awful sixth grade, you probably peaked in high school and fuck you. <laughs> That's it. My sister was traumatically cyberbullied to the point of her becoming suicidal. Oh, Jesus. And a lifelong struggle with depression. For about a month, we would take daily 1.5-hour trips to visit her in the hospital Mm. because we all love her so much. But this led to 11-year-old me being traumatized by how much people's words got to her Mm. and how her health took a toll on my family. Stuff like eating Thanksgiving dinner at the hospital to being searched extensively for any harmful objects every day really shook me. Well, we all need to be talking to someone. Uh, I realized the trauma this had on her and my entire family, so I refused to let anyone ever get me down Mm. or let their words affect me. Mm. I started to live by this clearly rhetorical quote, emotions are for ugly people by William or William Belly, RuPaul's Drag Race season four. I don't know that I would take... (laughs) Emotions are for ugly people. Willem's advice like that. Oh, his name is Willem. Willem is, uh, he's playing a character. You know, he's like, right. motions are for ugly people. That's a character, baby. The, this quote kind of helped me. Okay, I mean, if it helped, all right. Be a little to build up a wall around me and my emotions because I thought it was the easiest and best thing to do for me. Yeah. Shocker, I was fucking wrong. I yeah. Mean, I, think, I think it's healthy to build up. Healthy walls that healthy you can walls, easily shift and move when you need but to. But not like completely walled off walls. Oh, yeah, I got no walls. I'm all water, girl. I'm just um, dripping. Yeah, you just open I'm dam, just aren't open, you? Bro? I really am. <laughs> I'm just, uh, there's caverns inside of the dam, but like they are deep. I used to be a. I used to be a dramatic, emotional-ass child, crying over every slight inconvenience and sad thing. But since, I cry once a year. Mm. A year. Not even an exaggeration. I feel like I only cry. You cry very rarely. Once a year. I've seen you twice, I think. In six years, right? In six years. I, I you cry, a Capricorn? I cry during <laughs> movies. Like That's the time where I like will get emotional. I cry literally at the songs in Hallmark commercials. <laughs> that's how often I cry. It's so funny when I see <laughs> like you or even my girlfriend who may or may not be near their period uh, watch like just like a commercial. <laughs> she just starts crying. <laughs> So funny. Fuck you, you Capricorn no, demon. Like in, the, in, the, in the best way. I don't mean it like it. I don't think it's weak. She's I don't a think cancer it's, too, I think. I don't think, think right? it's negative. I think, uh, yeah, she's cancer. Oh, girl, we're the same. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she'll just text would be like, I just saw a commercial about dogs and I'm crying. Oh, every Facebook <laughs> video I click on, I'm fucking sobbing. 
Oh, yeah. What did you share the other day? Uh, so many things, probably. Uh, oh, I, I definitely shared something where I, I definitely shared something where I was like, this I is going to f- talking about I hope it. this fucks up your day. Yeah, what was it? I you don't even, remember now. You like called someone to tell them. No, you didn't call. What you said? You sent like a voice message to mm. someone. You were like, I just watched this video on Facebook oh. and I'm fucked up. Oh, girl, I know what it was. It was, <laughs> it was an old man describing his wife's face to a sketch artist, but his wife had died. Oh, oh you're so, already making me feel. Girl, I'm tearing up thinking about it. I could cry <laughs> right now. She literally is like, "What are her like? What, can you tell me about her like eyes or whatever?" And he's like. Her eyes were just so loving. She's just most, she was just the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. She was a mother. He's just describing these things, and the, the sketch artist is like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, Tears falling on the page. Shit. I'm tearing up right now, girl. I'm crying already. Um, <clears throat> it was just fucking heartbreaking. And then she showed him the fo- the drawing, and he was like crying. And I'm like, oh my God. Girl, you're just giving me so many ideas because I'm thinking as a director, like, <sighs> if I need an actor to cry, I need to have like a bank of sad stories or sad <laughs> videos to show them to get them into that mode. It's just, girl, and I got to so, use that it's one. It's so now. easy for me to cry watching Facebook videos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so easy. I I think I think I think I love emotional manipulation because I'm so easily uh, prone to emotional manipulation. <laughs> I'm just trying to make myself stronger. Um, is that the end of the question? Where no, we still okay, got a okay, bit okay, more to go. Going, going, so okay, uh, I used to be an emotional ass child. Mm. Uh, now I cry once a year. Okay. Okay. Uh, talking about emotions makes me uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And any romantic action or thought makes me disgusted. Mm. I don't know how to feel sad, romantic, or angry. Mm. Interesting. Ooh, that's fascinating. God, this is why I kind of want to go back to school for psychology. Yeah, girl. I mean, therapy is definitely something I would suggest with this already. But Yeah, I definitely already should be talking to someone. Uh, I found out my grandpa passed away yesterday. Oh, gosh. Excuse me. And I haven't felt the slightest urge to cry. Mm. Honestly, man, I... I Relate a lot to what you're saying. So now I'm worried about myself. My mind literally <laughs> said, oh, that's a bummer, but he's in a better place. And I moved on. That was a scary wow. red flag. Uh, why is that? Why is that? So is what I'm feeling okay? Is it unhealthy? How do I fix it? Why is that a scary red flag? You just, you, you just you got over mourning quick. It's so easy. You compartmentalized it. He's like, what switch do I turn for that one? That one's pretty cool. No, but I, because I realize when my grandma passed, I'm, I have a very specific memory of, we had just visited my grandma earlier in the morning. Uh-huh. We came home. My mom got a phone call. Yeah. Said my, my grandmother had passed. Passed away. Uh, and then I remember my mom and my sister oh, God, can you imagine sobbing, that kid? sobbing on the stairs. Yeah. That were like in front of my front door that went up to the second floor. <laughs> and just baby sobbing. Keith was like, so are we going to go get lunch or what? <laughs> I remember my mother rocking with my sister back and forth saying, oh, mama bird, mama bird, saying that. And I remember just mm-hmm. like observing that, but not feeling sad, really. I was like sad, but I didn't cry. Yeah. I didn't get overly emotional. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, 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 and I was pretty young, too. So yeah. I don't know. I'm not like 17. Were you like, like this close person to your grandma? Or did you, I mean, under, she did was, you understand she what death meant? She was my closest meant? grandmother. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I was like maybe... 10 yeah. I could talk I was fully aware but in your head were you kind of like when you were going to visit her were you like she's old and she's probably gonna die but we're say, we're seeing her now was it like one of those things where you're like well we just saw her so thankfully we saw her and it was just like your mind immediately went to like the logic of it I think my mother said that 
she asked for a milkshake, and my my grandmother asked my mother to get her a milkshake. Yeah. Or something like that. Uh, and my mother said no and oh. didn't get her the milkshake. Yeah. And she, I remember my mom like my mom, oh yeah, she probably laughing about, about the it. fact that she was like, you know, if I did get her that milkshake, I would have thought I killed her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> something like that. Um, I would have been like, oh, I should have got her the fucking milkshake. I'm a horrible person. I mean, person. my grandmother, I remember distinctly, I remember going to her house at least once a week. Yeah. I would always give her the best hugs she would tell me. She said, I always give her the best hugs. Yeah. Um, I remember her being sick for a while. Um, she had like her own like room on the first floor that she would, yeah. wasn't even her bedroom, but it became her bedroom. Mm. Um, she had like a breathing machine she would use once in a while. She had emphysema from smoking, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's what she died of, I think, ultimately. Um, and that's when my mom quit smoking because of interesting because of that. But yeah, I, I just remember like going even to the funeral. I don't remember crying, although I did throw up the night of the first just time going anxiety. to the wake. I don't know. Um, I just remember I had Burger King nauseous. and I remember throwing up the Burger King, and I couldn't oh, have wow. Burger King for years after that. I think uh, it's interesting because oh, the Zodiac is a Gemini, by the way. Oh, okay. Thank you so much, and remind Margot she's that bitch. Interesting, Gemini. Margo is that bitch, correct? Here's the thing. So there are a few things I have to say. I don't think you're weird. Uh, yeah, I don't think that anything's people process emotions weird about you. People are built differently. Some are very outward with them. You Some developed aren't. and it's not a bad. coping mechanism mm-hmm. for survival. You saw your sister be so affected by the words of other people mm-hmm. that she wanted to end her life, and that put her in a situation where all of a sudden she's in a hospital and you as a child are kind of thrown in with this, like these long trips to go see her spending holidays in the hospital. So you are seeing the effects of what extreme emotion can do mm-hmm. or could bring. Mm-hmm. So I think you as a kid were like, I don't, I don't want to be like that or I don't want to like be in that situation. Yeah. And I don't ever want to feel weak necessarily. So I'm going to build all of these walls around me so that nothing can penetrate them. Nothing can get to me. Nothing can bother me. And unfortunately, it's like, you know, when I dealt with my assault and I was like, I didn't write for so long after it, it was like, I tried to cut off parts of myself because I didn't want to talk about that part. Mm -hmm. But when you do that, you cut off everything sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to figure out how to flow, how to get the flow back to certain areas. So I think what you did was you created this wall and then you realized that you thought you were protecting yourself, but really you were locking yourself the fuck in. Mm. It has two sides to it. I think that... It's it's good that you're aware that like, hey, I, I think that something is off here or that like I'm not connecting with things the way that I want to. Um, I do think that therapy will help with that because it sounds like, you know, you're maybe limiting yourself in certain ways from experiencing healthy human emotion. You saw the extreme side of it. And I think that it can get to that place. But there are other things that you might be missing out of out on as far as like feeling like love and connection. And that does come with pain. Mm-hmm. All of that comes with the possibility of sadness, losing someone, um, things ending and you don't have any control over it. And so if you're, I think sometimes if you're not used to knowing how to feel that and balance it, which you only learn through practicing it, um, it can seem really scary. So, I'm trying to think of like what I would recommend besides therapy, obviously. Well, yeah. I mean, I th- well, like I said, I think like. I think the fact that you are realizing it is a great first step. 
And I think that here's the other thing too. When we're talking about death and being younger, I lost people when I was younger um, up until, I mean, even until my grandma. It's so weird. It's like you're living in two spaces at the same time. When my grandpa died when I was young, I remember being told that, and I remember sitting in my room and feeling something, but I didn't know what it was. And then, but I felt like I should cry. So I feel like I kind of forced myself to cry thinking if I, if I do that, whatever I feel in my chest will like go away. But I didn't, I don't think I remember actually understanding what death meant. I just understood that the adults around me were sad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I felt like I should be crying too. And then even when I was in high school, my uncle passed away. I knew my uncle and I was sad about it. But it was definitely more of like being around everyone and seeing how tragic it was for them resonated yeah. with me more because the reality is I didn't see my uncle all the time. I saw him at yeah. holidays and I, I was still trying to fit, I, a teenager, still not quite understanding what death is. I mean, I understood what it is, you know, logically, but like the, the after effects of that. I don't think, one of the things you don't realize is, um, that's a different story for a different day. And then even to my grandma, it's like, I was obviously very upset, but I also understood this is how these things go. So it's a, it's a wave you kind of have to ride. I didn't want to stay in it for too long. Yeah. I think there's just ways of balancing this ability to section off parts of your life and compartmentalize in a certain way that still lets you connect with people I mean, this does remind me, this doesn't remind me entirely of you, but like you're saying, you relate with a lot of it. Keith is yeah. not like a, not that you're not an emotional person. I think that you have, you have emotions, Yeah. but you're not, you, you, your first line of defense where I am like all emotion immediately. I think your first line of defense is like, okay, stop. <laughs> You've arrived at my door. Um, <laughs> and I just Hold, need to please. like ask a few questions before I let you in. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it, yeah. Okay, so you've moved into my foyer now. Um, <laughs> my foyer. <laughs> if you could take your shoes off, please. I just have a few more things I need to figure out about where we're going to place you because there's not a lot of room in the house tonight. So like, I got to see where you're going to fit. And I might not be able to deal with you until later because um, I have all these other immediate things happening right now, like paying rent. So if you could just go to the back of the line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do see... I, the way I would say it is like, for me, it's like... I think emotions are good. I think we should feel our emotions and I sh we should experience them. Mm -hmm. um, and we definitely need to learn that when you're in these negative sort of emotional parts of your life, first of all, we have a complete lack of understanding on how to navigate that. We don't have oh, any, don't teach us any sort of, of emotional training or whatever you want to call we just it. sit here and watch movies and read books and all these things to try yeah, to figure out how to each other, other people do it. We just kind of like coast through and figure it out and where yeah who you're surrounded by affects how you even think you should deal with things yeah so it's like i think the one thing is like when you do feel emo negative emotions you're supposed you, you should go through it mm. and you just have to know that it's also temporary you know it over mm -hmm. time you know those negative emotions will will fade away or and or get better you know um you should get a pet I don't know why something has said yeah. to me in my head, you should get a pet. I'm just going to trust it. Maybe it's spirit. I'm just going to trust that. I think you should get a pet. 
because I think I'm trying to think of like how do you break through with like Why, having uh, the only time you see me have emotion is with Margo. Oh my god, you love Margo. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that. But also, I think that because I was thinking, I was like, okay, well, what what could you do so you can start feeling some of these emotions in a safe way, right? So I was thinking that like I've felt more open to stuff like that when I'm around people who like when I hang out with like Lila or something, people that are very verbose in how they communicate, how they feel about things. And they're Mm -hmm. very aware of themselves. And like, uh, even my friend Bevan, where it's like, they're noticing me and they're like, oh, you're soothing yourself right now. And like having conversations like that, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm becoming more aware of this and oh, I can feel this, but it's safe. I think, um, I had a fucking point though. Damn. Uh, did I lose it? A pet. But, oh, a pet. Um, I think a pet is an interesting way of like testing out kind of um, something similar to that because you experience love. Like I love Margo. Margo's excited when I come home. There's this connection we have. It's like a little friend to talk to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, eventually, unfortunately, she's going to die. So it's going to rip my entire fucking soul open. So it's really just like a little black hole just waiting to fucking take everything that I know, um, you know, <laughs> as pets do. Builds character. It builds character, yeah. Lost builds character. Um, but I think that the thing, at least for me about pets, is that you just, you build these little connections with them, and then you understand that life can go on beyond that, but you experience these little bursts of love. And I think that sometimes that makes me more open. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it, yeah. Um, to experiencing that with other people and still having... I, like, honestly, when I go through all this shit and I come home and Margot loves me, it's like I still have <laughs> I have this love coming from a place that is external but isn't based on human shit. Um, I mean, I would even go so far as as a positive sort of angle, potentially. Like, yeah. I would commend this person for being able to grow thick skin, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. This, um, we got to exfoliate a little bit. This, this skin's a little too thick. day and age where, like, <laughs> you know, you just get ripped apart yeah. on the internet. It's like... Yeah. Well, I mean, I also think, yeah, living in an internet, are you an edgelord too? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it is, a, it's a reaction. You, this was a reaction to trauma, obviously. And like, and like seeing something that was really traumatic to you as a kid and upsetting. But I also think that her, your sister's stuff was also connected to internet stuff and we're surrounded by that. So it makes that, it is interesting. I feel like kids are going to grow up maybe being less, open in certain ways because there is this constant being watched. There is this constant critique of their feelings. There is this constant need to put things out there and to not be hurt when people agree, disagree. So it is mm-hmm. interesting. Maybe this is the next evolution. Maybe you're fucking X-Men. Maybe this is your superpower. <laughs> <laughs> but I think ultimately in your situation, con- just considering the trauma of your childhood in regards to oh, your yeah. sister or whatever, like you should definitely be talking to a professional. Yeah. Um, I think you should talk to a professional. And then I think when you at some point feel safe enough to have a conversation one day, which might not be now, might be years from now. Mm-hmm. I think you should have a conversation with your parents mm-hmm. just to like, um, not, you know, listen, it is, it would be uncomfortable because your parents are going to feel like they want to defend what happened or that they fucked up in some kind of way. I don't think it's about that. I think it's about just acknowledging to them that this thing that happened really, I don't think I realized it at the time, but hurt me. Mm-hmm. Put me maybe potentially at a disadvantage emotionally. In other ways, you know, it works out. But like, I think that I might be more like this because I was reacting to this situation. 
And that's, you know, I think that's unfortunately like one of the things that parents are aware of, but like it is a burden that they have of like always realizing that no matter what they do, it is going to affect their mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. And then I think once you share that with them, then you can start the process of realizing that just because that happened doesn't mean that you have to live the rest of your life reacting as if you're in that moment, yeah. you know? Right. That you can let it go and realize that was something that happened. This is a tool I have. And then hopefully get to a place where you can actually open up a little bit and you can connect with people. But you also, you have the ability to compartmentalize things in a way that might be really useful to you. That might be a tool to you. But if you are understanding that you're not maybe connecting with things the way you want to, I think it's worth just opening it up a little bit and figuring out in small ways, how can I connect to other people? How can I be more communicative of things and see if that practice gets easier? I don't know. Like I just, that's stuff that I do. And just something else, just to, I don't know why I just feel like I should mention this, but like I I know, so people, I know there's a story uh, essentially where um, there was a a woman whose uh, mother was sick Mm-hmm. And uh, w- w- was was dying for sure, mm-hmm. and the mother um, would meditate mm. and sort of force herself to think about what it's going to be like once her mother is dead, mm. um, and sort of force herself to ha- like pretty much yeah, make her yeah. mourn her mother before. Before it happens. Wow. And, and yeah, I've heard the, about people doing that. And when the day came and when her mother finally passed away, she, she, she didn't lose, you know, she didn't get hysterical. She didn't cry much, really. It was like she sort of had already accepted it, already yeah. like mentally got herself there so that when it did happen, she was like, yeah, at peace, I guess. If you can... So not crying at a death doesn't always mean you're unhealthy. No, You know no, what I mean? No, no. It's just people deal with things differently. People do their work at different times and different levels. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people hold out hope that the miracle is going to come through and that they're never going to experience it and they push off, push off, push off. We very much live in a culture where it's like, I don't want to feel anything bad, so I'm just going to push it until I don't. Yeah. I have to deal with it. I'm yeah. very much like that. And then it happens and you're a fucking wreck. It's destroyed you. I think there is something really beautiful if you can get to a place where it's like, I'm going to feel the feelings, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to feel them in limited amounts every day so that I can just, you know, let it go without it completely wrecking me. I often think I do that a little bit where it's like, you know, this is an awful thing to think about, but I do think about, you know, one day my parents are going to, you know, go away. And so I find myself... Maybe maybe more so a few years ago, mm. but still once in a while I'm like, damn, one day you know, yeah, I'm, like, I'm not gonna get that call. I'm gonna think and like, about I kind of them like be there. I kind of force myself to like feel that sadness. Yeah, almost as if already. you're in that reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're stepping into it. So that it. when it does happen, hopefully maybe it won't hit me as bad. You know, it's I don't interesting. know. Like sometimes I, I, it's not even something I'm consciously when you think realizing. about like being younger. And it's almost like you're stepping back into it to experience it, but like you have the wisdom you have now. Mm-hmm, it's kind mm-hmm. of the opposite of that, of like trying yeah. to step into what the future will be so that when I get there, I'm not like, oh, I've never experienced this. Right. You're like remembering your 30-something-year-old self, mm-hmm. from, you know, predicting. I mean, yeah. not that you can predict necessarily how you're going to feel, but yeah, close to. I mean, I think it's it's like a role-playing exercise. Yeah. Kind it's of. It's sort of, yeah, yeah. Role-playing or, it's yeah, empathy just... for yourself. It's like a form of, of, yeah, just like emotionally, it's, it's, it's the inverse of, 
of like avoiding, right? Instead yeah. of avoiding the negative emotion, I'm like, I'm actually letting it in like, preemptively. Yeah, I'm going to deal so with it. So that I know how on. to deal with it when it does come, you know? Or at how? least when it does come and there are probably parts that you didn't account for, at least you will have dealt with a lot of it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's also interesting because at the same time, I think that's, that's such a good thing and that could be so healthy. I also understand the um, how unpredictable sometimes stuff can be in our heads mm-hmm. that like you, they also could pass away and you could have done all that work. And then it's so different from what you expected mm, that you might be like, I, this, I did not prepare myself. <laughs> I tried. I went and the I, wrong direction. <laughs> but you're trying, you're trying to build up a little, little internal house for yourself so that you always feel safe and you always, you know, you're with your, with your own, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you're fucked up this person at all. No, no. I mean, I, I think, think everyone, like I said, everyone deals with... You, you did the best to, you could do. Yeah, and I just, I just, I and understand... I did a good job at it. I Too under, good of a job. I understand that sort of like, oh, I didn't cry. What's Whereas wrong with me? most other people would. What's wrong with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and even, even you would, might even get shit from people be like, you see how this person's like mm-hmm. not, doesn't seem upset by this? Yeah, it's like, girl. look, understand as people deal with things differently, you know? Yeah, that is true. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I do think that it is a worthwhile adventure to go on. If you are like, I want to open up and I want to feel things, then, you know, just become aware of your past traumas and, and be able to break through that. I think it's going to take a while, but I think that, mm-hmm. you know, the first step is talking about it and becoming aware of it and then trying to feel things on a smaller level to open yourself up, hmm. you know? Should we do another? Or you're going to be a great serial killer. It's one oh, of the Jesus two. <laughs> it's one of the two. Yep. Let's not go down that path. I mean, please don't go down that path uh, for us. If you love us, please. Yeah. Even if it's through like uh, one of those therapy, therapy apps, like just talk, yeah. just talk to someone just to get like, you know, yeah. a, a bearing, you know. You can always use Mama Tanjas on BetterHelp. Yeah. What's your code, girl? I think it's Mama Tanjas. Oh, there you go. There you go. Check it out. Another question, or should we wrap up? I think we can wrap this one up, girl. Uh, listen, if you want to support us, you should check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash, uh, was it RoommatePod or Adventures of Roommate? I always forget. RoommatePod RoommatePod at gmail.com. RoommatePod at gmail.com is our email. Um, I, not I the actual, listening. I know you weren't, because Adventures that was not at all. in mating. Okay. Uh, listen, patreon.com slash something. <laughs> oh, it is Adventures in Roommating. It is patreon.com slash Adventures in Roommating. Yeah, damn. Wow. Only been doing this for 8,000 years. Woo! You know what? We just got deep into emotions, and I'm still reeling. Fuck, uh, I had a song in my head to bring up. Wow. Now it's gone. Suckling. Uh, if you want to donate a dollar per... Uh, oh, my Ooh. God. Wow. I'm high. You okay? One dollar oh, or you more little... per month. We would appreciate you. It would keep this podcast going. Um, keeps us living here. You know, we appreciate all of those things. Wow, ads just everywhere. We have Lee. Lee wants to promote the podcast called Lady in the Drunk, which is available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Follow them on Instagram at Lady in the Drunk. They're two stand-up comics with a refreshing non-PC look into today's topics and everyday struggles. And, of course, my fat puss gets a shout-out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have Rachel, She's All That, Gregory, Dean, Debbie Downer, Sam, It's Too Much, Brodere, Sean, Missing You More, Missing More, Samantha, The Truth Is Out There, Vetting, and Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Ramirez, and it's time for the tucking. All right, I just clicked on it. All right, this was not, I was <laughs> hoping. <laughs> what the fuck? 
It's Dan- Halsey. Okay. Oh, God. Daniel Leonard, <laughs> Jimmy Frazier, Claudia Rodriguez, Teresa Morales, Carla Orozco, Jimmy Codiastolosa, Ricardo Brajas, Becca Murray, and Kyle Eakey. Um, We appreciate you. Uh, I like love Halsey. you. You can feel however you want, a girl. Um, listen, you can find me banging times on most things. You can find me Keith W O A Crew on Twitter. Keith without a crew everywhere else. And make sure that you share. You don't have to share this episode, but Ooh. find your favorite episode and share it with another BB. Bring a new BB to the family. You know. And leave us an iTunes review. Yes. Also, I'm gonna look at getting us onto Spotify. Okay, girl, you do whatever you have to do. Thank I you. I appreciate your support and encouragement well, and, and positive attitude. I also know that Spotify attitude. doesn't accept SoundCloud, so it's going to be a, a, a yeah. But that's why we're going to we're going to import our SoundCloud to Anchor. There's an import option on Anchor. Girl, you're going to fuck up our whole RSS feed. Anyway, oh, never mind. Then we don't have to do it. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, listen, we'll see you soon. Good night and, and goodbye. goodbye.